Hello, and welcome to the Sport for Business Sponsorship Marketplace podcast. Our aim in this podcast series is to explore a number of different sponsorship properties, talk to the rights holders, and paint a picture of how a smart sponsorship brand might look to get involved. Over the years, we have hosted an annual sponsorship showcase event, which has delivered across a number of different sports and sparked some of the partnerships which are today part and parcel of the Irish sporting landscape. This is about taking that model and going a little deeper to see what is possible. In this episode, we travelled out to the Sport Island campus, where we met with Kevin Keane, the Head of Marketing, Communications and Sponsorship with Triathlon Ireland. So what we've done over the past seven years is we've built up our own activation service so that when a sponsor comes on board, we will activate the sponsorship for them at those events at no additional cost. Surveyed our members and we have their generally above average earners. Um, A lot of them are involved in the professional services. We've got a lot of CEOs, CFOs, um, people who are kind of decision makers in business. Um, But as well, we've got 40% female participation, which is one of the highest of any sport in Ireland, something we're really proud of. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we will guide you through the sport, the opportunity, and how it has worked in the past for some of the biggest sponsorship brands in Ireland. Kevin, we're here on the Sport Island campus at the moment to talk about the potential partnership that you're looking to uh, to build with a, with a brand and Triathlon Ireland. Before we get into the meat and drink of that, just tell us a little bit about what Triathlon is and where it's at in Ireland here in 2023. Yeah, at its essence, Triathlon is swimming, biking and running. So combining those three into the one sport. So we're about 40 years old and we've got about 18,000 men, women and children doing our sports every year. So we're probably a little bigger than a lot of people think uh, we are. Um, uh, but a lot of what people think about triathlon is probably true. So we probably have a reputation for, uh, you know, people being extremely fit and, uh, you know, being extremely wanting to achieve. That's certainly true. But uh, what we find is that, you know, we've people of all ages, all shapes and sizes, because just getting through a triathlon is an incredible achievement for a lot of people. Um, You know, lots of our members might be relatively new to swimming um, and they might not have ridden a bike in a long time. A lot of our members come into triathlon after they've done other sports already. Um, And what we really find is very powerful about triathlon, which sets us apart from many other sports, is that when you do a triathlon or put swimming and biking and running together it gives you the sense of achievement that you you just don't get very often um because you've gotten through it um so we do have lots of members who you know might do 10 or 15 triathlons every every year um and you know can do it in their sleep but we've a lot of people for whom it it really changes their lives to do a triathlon and gives this them this enormous sense of achievements and well-being what we find is people really change their lifestyles when they take to up triathlon. So they become more organized. They have to watch their diet. They start investing substantial amounts of money into equipment um, and into improving themselves. And we think that's a really powerful uh, feature about our sport. 
you've mentioned achievement there. Would it be fair to say that this was a sport of high achievers? I know you've said that it's everybody from kids at the age of six. Mm. We won't burden them with being high achievers. But throughout a life, throughout a, a, a career, there are there are certain characteristics that you find in the kind of people that you want to associate with. It looks as though they'd be found perhaps more in triathlon than in most other sports. Yeah, I suppose, you know, every, a lot of sports have a stereotype and I, I think this stereotype does ring true to a certain extent with triathlon. We, you know, a lot of our members uh, are about achieving and, you know, our sport gives them that sense of achievement. Um, what we find is the demographics of our sports. Um, there, there's lots of different types of people, but and something we've got a, a strategic plan aimed at increasing even further. Um, and we have about a fifth of our members, our kids, our juniors. We've got, um, you know, a dedicated race series for our junior members. So we're very much focused on, on growth and triathlon has had, you know, enormous growth over the past two decades. Most years we've had double digit growth. Um, in 2023, we are back above the uh, 2019 pre-COVID uh, levels of our membership. So we are, um, experiencing you know a lot of growth again and we're very confident about the future the sport has benefited over the last decade you've had vodafone on board as partners you've had bmw they don't throw their money around they're investing in sports where they know that they're going to get a good return and good people to to work with and both of them have renewed on a number of different occasions with you what does a partnership look like now in 2023 the next iteration of brands like that what are they going to get from triathlon we're very focused on on delivering for our partners and we know that every partnership is different and i think when we look at vodafone and bmw that illustrates it quite well with vodafone they were looking at a lot of brand affinity um, and they were looking at getting their staff involved in an activity where they could really illustrate to their staff the benefits of, of well-being and exercise and how they as a company were investing in a grassroots sport. So we would send development officers into their headquarters and actually bring their staff out on new to triathlon courses. And then uh, during the summer, they brought you know, uh, dozens and dozens of their staff down to Dublin City Triathlon, where they actually did their first triathlon and then had a big barbecue afterwards. So that was a really strong staff engagement piece for Vodafone. With BMW, it was very different. What they were looking for was to literally drive sales. So we were very focused on that. Um, and we uh, developed a, a really extensive activation service for BMW where we would activate in excess of 25 events every year for BMW and that meant bringing BMWs to events so that our community could actually see the cars in the flesh and witness the cars um, and but also making sure that those events were fully branded with BMW assets. BMW owned the title rights to those events which were all part of the BMW National Series. Um, so making sure that all the participants in those events, and it was in excess of 10,000 participants over the course of a summer, knew exactly uh, who was, you know, who was supporting that series. And they, they built up a, a good brand awareness and brand affinity for BMW so that ultimately when those people went to purchase a new car or think about purchasing a new car, BMW is front and center to their, to their minds because we knew our community, you know, our community drives Volvos, our community drives Mercedes Benzes and Land Rovers and BMWs. So we were very much focused 
on making sure that when the time came for them to make a decision about the next car they drove, it was a simple decision to make. It would be a BMW. It's a complicated process managing a, a sponsorship activation, which is as widespread as yours is. Obviously, that number of events is, is substantial. And the the fear amongst brands might be that, well, that will require a lot of work on on me. If I'm a brand manager, I'm going to be worried about that. Are you a good right holder in terms of taking that worry away? Yeah, we hope so. Um, and we're very conscious that a, a sponsorship at our level might not always involve uh, agencies, assistance from agencies, and it might not always have a really large activation budget. So what we've done over the past seven years is we've built up our own activation service so that when a sponsor comes on board, we will activate the sponsorship for them at those events at no additional cost. Uh, during the summer, we have two separate activation teams uh, attending all our events, which are part of our, our major seri series of events. So making sure that those events are you know, fully aligned with our title partner, so that the look and feel of a title partner, and that goes from you know little things like we would have uh, given out 10,000 swimming caps every year with the BMW logo on those as part of the BMW National Series, right down to things like the finish lines, you know, erecting as many as uh, 40 flags on the finish line, a finisher's arch, having the cars parked up and doing it in a, you know, to a really excellent standard so that BMW were able to kind of own those events. And that was a really good thing for our participants as well, because it gave them a, a big race feel. Um, and so it was very good for our race organizers too. And then we closed that circle by making sure that our social media was promoting BMW in a genuine kind of way. Um, and so that anyone who followed us on social media was really aware of BMW's support for our sport. You have a obviously a, a big participation side to the sport 10,000 participants in the in that those national events that are that are taking place around but it's also a sport which reaches out to the olympics and the paralympics is there an element of this partnership which will touch upon that high performance side as well yeah i mean one of the things uh, as a rights holder at our size is that we realize uh, that we need to give over our whole sport to our title partner. And that's something which which we've done for both Vodafone and BMW. So that means, um, you know, our elite athletes and it goes right down to our grassroots kind of participation. So uh, we have a really good tradition and history of sending athletes to the Olympics. We've had at least two athletes in every Olympics since Athens. Uh, the same with the Paralympics. We would uh, anticipate that we'll have two athletes at next year's Paralympics. Um, so we've a really proud tradition of that. Um, but where we really feel our strength lies is in how engaged our community is in our sport, but also the values that we speak of as our sport, those values of achievement and excellence, uh, our values of like living a healthy lifestyle and being a, a modern, inclusive sport uh, made up of people who are kind of choosing a different path for themselves, who are choosing to, to be healthy and to really strive for excellence in, in their everyday lives. The 
the the approach of of a rights holder is always really important in terms of of making sure that the you know that the sponsor and the partner actually feels comfortable within there clearly you're doing a very good job on that the other element that's really important is to know that you can reach the community so the badging the branding the event side of things is important but sponsorship is is very sophisticated now so you've got 18,000 participants do you feel comfortable about how you're able to reach them, the way in which you can actually broadcast a partner message in the quieter days away from the big high days? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things about triathlon in, in the past few years is that we've repositioned ourselves as less of a sport and more of a lifestyle. So, you know, right throughout the winter when actual triathlons aren't happening outside, we have uh, a lot of activities happening. 80% of our members are actually members of clubs and that's where the heart of our sport is at. But, you know, throughout the winter, we do a lot of things like Zwift racing. We've run the biggest Zwift racing league, which is a virtual cycling competition of any triathlon federation in the world over the past three years. And we're very proud of that. We like to be very innovative. Um, and throughout COVID, we, we came up with a lot of things to really activate for our partners, such as, you know, in May 2021, we ran the single biggest sporting event that happened in, in that whole month um, through our virtual duathlon competition, where we, we had thousands of people who, who did a duathlon from their doorstep, all simultaneously over a weekend in May. We understand that for uh, a partnership to be successful, you know, the goals of the partner need to be our goals. Um, and we are, uh, you know, very nimble in terms of changing what our offering is. Just for one example, one of the things which BMW really valued and we were able to deliver for them was when people had interactions with our, our website or our membership system, which uh, has more than almost 700,000 people interacting with it every year uh, they were able to opt in to receive direct marketing from bmw and more than 40 percent of people who were asked uh, elected to do so which really spoke to the affinity that our community had to bmw as our title partner because they knew that they were putting something back into our sport and also there was really good alignment between them as a brand and us so that you know the values they represent were things that our community were interested in when you think about the next partner, the next big brand that's going to come in and take the sport to another level and take their own property to another level as well, what kind of sectors, what kind of businesses do you think of? Yeah, we like to keep an open mind about these things, but we feel that any brand who you know, is interested in utilizing our values of excellence and achievements and of living a, a modern, healthy lifestyle, or any brand who's interested in accessing our community, where mostly the majority of them are aged between 35 and 55, 40% uh, female participation, and people who are, you know, working in professional services, um, who have third level education, and who are, you know, a lot of decision makers in business, CEOs, chief financial officers, uh, these types of people, and also people who are, you know, making decisions uh, in, in their lifestyles in terms of, you know, purchasing houses, taking out life assurance, uh, you know, investing in health insurance, these types of decisions, you know, that's a lot of our membership. Um, so any brand who values those types of things, we think we're very well 
positioned to assist them. If I'm a brand or an agency that's listening into this, tell me how is the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, so we, I guess, just drop me an email, Kevin at triathlonireland.com. Um, and and we can take it from there. You know, our approach is very much to to speak to a brand and really try to understand what exactly they're looking for. We don't have a one size fit all approach because we know that for a rights holder of our size, we need to be nimble and we need to really respond to what those requirements are. So we don't have a, a kind of one size all uh, fits all pitch, but we do have a, a, a micro site where we've kind of put up a, a kind of a deck of what the opportunity is. Um, so if, if you drop me an email, I get more than happily share that. Um, and I think that gives a really good introduction to what our sport is and what the opportunities are. Those details will be in the show notes and you can find out that and more about triathlon on sportforbusiness.com. It looks as though you've got a sport which is filled with high achievers, which has got the potential to really deliver for a brand 12, 15 months out from an Olympic and Paralympic cycle. It looks like the kind of thing that people really should be interested in. Thanks very much for taking the time to share the story of triathlon with us today, Kevin Keane. Thank you, Rob. you enjoyed that thanks very much for allowing us to take up some of your time we drop a podcast every tuesday and thursday at the moment across a wide variety of series from football and rugby to women in sport sports technology the 30 under 30 and many more besides you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast from or you can find out more at sportforbusiness.com have a great rest of the day